Whew, I just feel such a wonderful presence of God in this place. Why don't we give the Lord, our resurrected King, a big hand? I have 15 minutes to preach. I'm the only thing standing between you and Easter lunch. But I feel like the Lord has already met with you this morning. I feel like the Lord has already spoken to your heart. Today I'm going to be talking about the great I am, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in this passage of scripture that we'll be going through today, we see that we, as we read through the Gospels, uh, the Gospels, many of them share the history of Christ. But in the Gospel of John, which is I enjoy reading so much, John reveals the mystery of Christ. He, re he reveals Jesus, the Lamb of God, who came to take away the sins of the world. John opens our eyes to the compassion and to the love of Jesus like none of the other Gospels. And he helps us to understand that he is the I am that's spoken of in Exodus 3. So in John 1, it begins like this. In the very beginning, the living expression was already there. The living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration this living expression made all things for nothing has existed apart from him life came into being because of him for his life is the light of all humanity and the living expression is the light that burst through the gloom the light the darkness could not diminish then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. For he came to be a witness, to point the way to the light of the life and to help everyone believe. John was not the light, but he came to show who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered into the very world he created, and yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognized him, but they did not receive him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. Today we celebrate in this place because Jesus Christ, the Lamb, died on the cross, was buried in a tomb, resurrected on the third day. But because of this event and because of his sacrifice for us, he's given us the authority to become the children of God. Today in this room, we're filled with excitement and great joy, not because we're no longer orphans, but we're children of the Most High God. We're not wandering around hopeless and helpless 
without knowing who we are, but we've been marked. We've been, we've been given authority to stand before everyone and say, I know who I am in Christ. I am his child. And for that, we celebrate. Again, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He was in the beginning of all creation, and now the very presence of God was in the flesh. And his name was Jesus, the Savior, the great I Am. He was the Word. He was the blueprint of heaven that came down. He was the eternal Word. He was the creative Word. And he was the Word made visible. Jesus walked among those who should have recognized him, but they didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize who he was because they were so caught up in their religious affairs. They were so caught up in their religious world that they didn't even recognize that the Word, the Savior, the Christ was living among them. The thing that they had prayed for, the thing that they had hoped for was here, but they missed it. I hope no one misses it today. I hope that no one in this room, everything that you've ever asked for or wanted is in this place right now and in this moment. And he is here today. I love when we talk about the great I am because he said, I am the bread of life. I satisfy. And John 6, 35, Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never hunger Believe in me and you will never thirst. If you're hungry today, I want to introduce you to Jesus who satisfies. I want to introduce you to Jesus, the great I am. If you taste of this bread, you'll never hunger. If you drink from this cup, you'll never be thirsty again because he will fill all of those places in your life that's empty. Amen. And John 6, 35, he was the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. I've overcome darkness. And John 8 then Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. If you've come today and you've been walking in darkness, there's been a cloud over your head, let me introduce you to Jesus, the great I Am. He will remove the darkness from your life, and he will let the light shine upon you, and his light will change your life forever. Do I have any witnesses in the house that has experienced that? He said, I am the gatekeeper and I am the good shepherd. I give you access to the Father while I protect you and I guide you. I give you access to the Father while I protect you and I guide you. And John 10 and verse 7, so Jesus went over it again. He said, I speak to you eternal truth. I am the gate for the flock and all those who, before, all those who broke in before me are thieves who come to steal. But the sheep never listened to them. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life and freedom and satisfaction. A thief only has one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I've come to give you everything, embrace an abundance, more than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. Come on, somebody. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd because he has no heart for the sheep. He will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. Then the wolf mauls the sheep and drags them off and scatters them. I alone 
am the good shepherd, and I know those whose hearts are mine, for they recognize me and, I know, and know me, just as my Father knows me. My heart, as the Father knows my heart, I know my Father's heart, and I am ready to give my life for the sheep. I love this passage of Scripture because it tells us that Jesus is the way. And the only way to get to the Father is through Him. The only way to get through the gate is through Him. And He's not only the way, but He is the protector of our life. He is our keeper. Not only will He give us salvation, not only will He change our life, but He will watch over us and guide us and teach us and be the protector to keep the wolves away from us. Amen? Can I get a better amen this morning? He is watching out for us. I love that passage of Scripture. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. I overcome the grave. I love this story in the Bible where Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus was very sick, and he was even uh, sick unto death, and, and he, death was knocking on his, his door. And Mary and Martha had the faith to believe Jesus would come and that their brother would be healed. So they sent for Jesus. And even though Jesus greatly loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed in the place where he was doing ministry a few days longer. And I'm paraphrasing just a little bit, but uh, Jesus had this little attitude, I guess, when he showed up with where Lazarus was, uh, was. So by the time he arrived there, Lazarus was dead, and, and Jesus made this bold statement. He said, I'm glad he's dead. Now you get to see that I am the I am. And you get to learn to trust in me, and you get to see that I am who I said I was if you just believe. And when Martha, the one who liked to get the job done, heard what Jesus was saying, she, she, was, she said, Jesus, I think if you had just come a few days earlier. I think Martha probably said it more like this because she had a close relationship with Jesus. I think she probably said it with a little bit of hurt and disgust. Jesus, if you had come just a few days earlier. Jesus, we were waiting on you. We was anticipating that you would come. And we pick up the story in John 11 and 21. And Martha said to Jesus, my Lord, if only you had come sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you were to ask God for anything, that he would do it for you. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise and live. So she replied, yes, I know he will rise with everyone else on resurrection day. And then Jesus says, Martha. I think Jesus might have said it like this. Now, Martha, now, Martha, hold up a little bit, Martha. Just chill out a little bit, Martha. Calm down, Martha. You don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection, and I am the life. The very thing that you're waiting for is present with you. I am here. I am the resurrection, and I am the life. And everyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? I want to ask you this question this morning. Do you believe this? Do you believe that the great I am is in this place today? Do you believe the great I am is walking with you every day? That he is present in all of your situations and your environments and whatever's going on in your world? That he's there? And then he said, then Jesus said to Lazarus, come out of the tomb, and Lazarus lived. 
I believe that Jesus wants to speak to the things in our life that could change everything about our life. When he speaks to those dead places in our life and he says, come alive. I am the resurrection and I am the life. In John 15, he says, I am the true vine. I abide in you and you in me. I am the vine and you're the branches. And whosoever abides in me and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch that withers. And the branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Ask whatever you wish. What is it that you're wishing for this morning? What is it that you need God to do in your life today? What is the thing that you've come here today without that you can leave with if you ask in his name? And Jesus came so that we could all enjoy this life of fulfillment and peace and love. He said, these things I've spoken to you, that your joy may be in you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Listen, you can have laughter for a moment. You can experience a fun time. You can go through different seasons of life. And maybe over the weekend or today, you're going to spend time with family. And there's going to be some laughter over some crawfish or some maybe some ham and peas or whatever it is that you eat for Easter. But those laughs will fade away. But the joy that I'm talking about is eternal joy. It's joy that you can have in the midst of pain. It's the joy that you can have in the middle of sorrow. It can, it's the joy that you have when life is giving you a bad deal because you are part of the vine and you're attached to him. He said, I'm in you and you're in me. And you're not just, you're not, you're not just someone's wandering out here, but you are a child of God and you're a part of who I am. We read in the story of John, the one who was sent from God to proclaim that Christ was coming into the world and now he's in prison, and I won't take time for all that story, but in Matthew eleven twenty five, 25, now while John the baptizer was in prison, he heard about what Christ was doing among the people. So he sent his disciples to ask him this question. Are you really the one prophesied would come, or should we still wait for another? And Jesus answered them, Give John this report. The blind see again, the crippled walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised back to life, and the poor and the broken now hear of the hope of salvation. The last song we sang today is, We Need a Move. We need a move of His Spirit upon this earth. We need a move of God in this place today because we believe that the great I Am is here today and that the blind can see again that the cripple can walk again, that the lepers are cured, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised back to life, and the poor and the broken hear the hope of the salvation. We believe that the great I am is present in this place today, and whatever situation is going on in your life, that the I am can step into your situation and change everything. And we have this hope. We have this hope in Jesus we have this hope in Jesus that he came to this world and that he died upon a cross. And when he was up on the cross, stretched out wide, worship team, you can come. When he was on the cross and he was stretched out wide 
And he began to say the final words, and he said, it is finished. And when he said those words, it is finished, it's done, it's over, it's finished. I'm sure that the devil thought that day, well, we have won. And I've heard all kinds of preaching about the devil throwing a party, and I don't know if any of that happened or not. But I do know one thing. I think the devil thought we have won. The battle's over. The battle's done. We have the victory. But what he did not know when Jesus said it is finished, he wasn't talking about his life. He was talking about for us it is finished. And the work has been done. And we can walk boldly into his presence now. And we can experience him and we can hear his voice and we can be healed and we can be touched by the master's hand and that we do not have to go through this life without salvation. He said when it is finished was the beginning of all the works that he would continue to do and all the things that we would experience and all the authority of heaven and earth was given to man so that we could live this life of joy and peace and happiness and fulfillment. Then he was buried in a tomb. The scripture said he was buried in a borrowed tomb. It's a good thing it was borrowed because he didn't need it for very long. He was only there three days. And after three days, Jesus had a great getting up morning. Come on, Mary went to the tomb and the Bible says she went there before daylight. And she was there at the tomb and and she was coming to anoint, but she found an empty tomb. He was no longer there. The The stone was rolled away. And we celebrate today the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the great I am. We celebrate that today. But you know, the story doesn't end there neither. Today, he gives us resurrection life. He gives us hope. And I'm just going to tell you this morning, I believe the stone can be rolled away out of some of the things that you're going through right now. Some of the things in life that you're dealing with right now. We say to the stone, stone be rolled away. Stone be, because we have a Savior who's alive and He's well and He's living and He's working in us. And then Jesus took a moment, and I'm going to be preaching about more of this about next Sunday. But He took a moment back on this earth to just kind of get a few things in order before He went to heaven. But He made this promise to us that's such a beautiful promise. He said, I must go away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the work of the Holy Spirit and it's going to come into the earth and this Holy Spirit is going to live in you. Oh, my, my, my. He said, you're going to become the temple. You're going to become the resting place. You're going to become the place where the holy of holy dwells. It's not in the four walls of these buildings. It's not in the four walls of this, but it's in our heart and it's in our life. And every day we get to carry and experience the fullness of who he is the Holy Spirit and he's in this place this morning and every need that you have today everything that you need from God he wants to fulfill that in this place in your heart so if you would this morning I just want to take a few more minutes and I would we're going to be baptizing folks in just a moment if you need to be baptized we'd love to baptize you today we have clothes we can we can help you and we'd love to baptize you But right now, I just want to just take a moment as we bow our heads. And I want us just to thank the Lord for his goodness this morning. I want you to take just a moment, all the believers in the house, those who come this morning, and just thank God for his goodness in your life. 
Think about all the times that he's been with you, walked with you. Think about the times that he's come when, when you were in a terrible situation or maybe you were just kind of lost your way, but he was present. And the great I am stepped into your life. The great I am ministered to you. The great I am touched you that day. And I want you to think about the blessings of God. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Christ, I think this would be a great day to do that on this Easter day, to say, Lord, I want to invite you into my life. I want to surrender my life to you. I want to say yes, God, to your goodness and your mercy. I want to say yes, God, to the hope that I have. I want to say yes, God, and I invite you into my life. In a few moments, our, worship, our prayer team is going to come. And, and when they come and they stand here today, they want to help you today. They want to pray with you. If you need a miracle in your life, if you need salvation in your life, or whatever you need today, we want to bless you today. We want to pray with you today. We want to walk with you today. We want to help you through life. But there's a greater helper that's in this place today, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And he has the answer for every single thing that you need. So as our team comes, to, our prayer team comes, I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning all over this building. Stand with me. And in just a moment, I'm, I'm going to dismiss you. But if you want to come for prayer, our worship team is going to be praying. And they're going to be singing and we're going to be praying with you. So anything that you need, I really want to encourage you today, anything that you need, God wants to touch you today. He wants to bless you today. Do you believe that this morning? Yeah. you believe the great I am is in this place today? Yeah. you believe there's a miracle waiting for you? I just feel this so strong in my bones today. I want to just say to the stone, stone, you got to get out of the way because there's a miracle about to take place in this place this morning. There's a miracle about to happen right now in this house because somebody's going to give their yes to Jesus. You may be here this morning and say, Pastor, but you don't know the life I've lived. You don't know the places I've, done, the places I've gone and the things that I'm going to tell you something this morning. We didn't do anything for this. We didn't, we, we're, it's not on us. He did all the work at Calvary. It don't matter how good or bad you are. It don't matter how great or how you feel like you are. What really matters is that you give your yes to Jesus and that you know that he's crazy, crazy in love with you. I want you to look, turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is crazy in love with you. He's crazy in love with you. And he's, and he, he, hey, he died for you. He's crazy in love with you. I don't know anyone else that would die for you like that. He's crazy in love with you. So let's give a shout of praise to the Lord this morning. Let's rejoice in the Lord this morning. And if you want to give your life to Christ today, come forward. If you need healing today, come forward. God bless you. Have an amazing Easter. Hang around. We got some things for you outside and we'll be baptizing. But you come for prayer today. We love you. And we thank you for being here today.